0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to get my own home under control and keep it that way, I share the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people. If you want to connect with me on social media, I'm basically everywhere, uh, but you can go to a slobcomesclean.com slash connect and find links to all those social media channels, including Facebook, where we just hit 96,000 people in that community there on the Facebook page for a Clean. Um, you can also go to a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S and find the links to the show notes for all of the podcasts that I've done. Um. I finally did catch up. I was really behind. I had not actually updated that post or that page, uh, slobcomesclean.com slash podcast since the summer. I didn't realize it had gone that long, but yeah, that's basically what my fall has been like is life has been pretty crazy. But uh, as I always say, you, if you're listening to this podcast, the show notes do exist because the podcast isn't out there until I put the post up. So you can always go down to the bottom of that and say, see all my podcasts and find this specific show notes. This is podcast number 39, which is kind of hard to believe, but today's subject is clutter guilt. Oh my goodness. Clutter guilt. Um, which is a very real thing. And it's something that I've personally had to work through. Um, but it's, I've, kind of gotten over it for the most part. I've shared before that I'm pretty heartless when it comes to stuff now, but it's been a long and difficult process for me to get to that point. But anyway, I'm going to share just some of my thoughts on clutter guilt and some of my strategies there. But before I do that, if you are listening to this in real time, I'm putting this out on October 17th, 2014. So if you're listening to this within that next week, you need to go to The show notes for this this podcast because I have an amazing giveaway going on right now over on the blog. It is for a five hundred dollar Home Depot gift card, and it is sponsored by Extra Space Storage, who has storage units all over, and these storage units are known for being clean and safe, and usually having someone on site uh, who lives there. Uh, So these I wrote a post and you can go and you can read it but basically talking about how there was a time in my life where decluttering really wasn't an option okay and always it's always an option I get that but I was at a time where we were in a transitional home and it was the time in my life where I look back and think I bet you I could have been diagnosed with depression if I had pursued that because as I said, I've never been diagnosed, so I don't know all the details. But, you know, when you basically wake up and cry for three hours in the middle of the night every night and you put your kids in front of a television show and go back to bed like every single day, I'm I'm pretty sure that was um, possibly could have been depression. So, yes, uh, that was a really dark time in our life and in, in my personal um time and we were in a transitional home. So I did not, decluttering didn't even seem like a possibility to me. Now I think I would look at it differently, but, um, those transitional times are a perfect time for storage, uh, for, you know, being able to live in your home. I think I, my frugal side said, well, well there space exists. And so the thought of paying for storage just seemed crazy to me, but, um, I was pregnant at the time with my daughter didn't know that when we moved into this rent house had no idea I would have a baby in this rent house I didn't want to be in anyway um but during that time period um as we got closer to her being born I just realized if I was going to stay sane I needed to not be you know moving around boxes cuz I mean they they lined the walls of the living room they filled up the entire garage it was just a really difficult time. So um, that saved my sanity. It was extremely temporary because as soon as we found our house and moved into it when she was two months old, I guess, um, we got everything out of storage, brought it here and started going through it and purging. And obviously it wasn't perfect because that was still several years before I started this website. Um, But Anyway, so that, that's my story on storage. I definitely don't think it's a cure all the way sometimes slobs like me tend to think it is. It's definitely not. Um, it can just prolong the inevitable. However, used properly, it can absolutely be something that can help you live. If you've had the death of a loved one, loved one, or, um, you know, just something where you truly have to store things, the master bedroom is not actually an option. And, it's just not because you need to be able to live in your home. So, anyway, extra space, bleh, extra space storage, has sponsored that giveaway. It's amazing. All you have to do is show a is share a photo of a decluttered space in your home. You do not have to show a before picture, but share a photo of a decluttered space. So you could declutter a drawer, a cabinet a countertop, your dining room table, declutter that. Show us the decluttered space on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook using, um, a specific hashtag that is in the post that I'm going to link to in these show notes, and then come back to the blog and leave a comment saying that you did that and you're entered to win a $500 gift card. So it's great motivation to declutter. Decluttering is its own reward, but one person is also going to like have a major reward for that. So Uh, just want to make sure you know about that. If you're listening to this in real time, which I know at least, you know, about 2,500 of you do. So, um, make sure that you go and enter that. All right. So clutter guilt, clutter guilt. Oh my goodness. Um, yeah, it's such a touchy subject. Um, I will say that my personality helps a little with clutter guilt in that I really don't like, um, I really don't like being told what to do, honestly. Um, and part of that, you know, it's probably why my house gets so messy because it's like, what? I have to do this to keep my house perfect? Well, I don't want to do that, you know. Um, but it, it kind of serves me well sometimes with the whole clutter guilt. Like if somebody tells me I have to keep something, well, then I'm like, oh well, then no, I don't. I don't have to keep that just because you said I do. But anyway. Um, but I do. I have realized that part of the reason why I had so much of other people's stuff in my home, you know, I, I realized that as I started decluttering like crazy and realizing the impact that decluttering had on my home and my ability to keep everything under control, less stuff equals a more manageable home for me, period. That's just the way it is. Um, but as I was going through my stuff and I realized, wow, a lot of this stuff isn't even mine. I mean, technically it is because it's in my house. If it's in my house, it's my stuff. But I realized a lot of the stuff I had was stuff people had given me and really technically had dumped on me. And it's hard to say this. Most of the people who dumped, used to dump stuff on me now read my blog. And so, you know, we have a great understanding and, and we're very open about it not everybody's that way. I mean, not everybody has a blog where they share pictures and horrible stories and all that kind of stuff about themselves. Um, but the truth is, you know, in the beginning they didn't necessarily know about the blog. And so I had to work through these things without them, um, you know, being able to read all my innermost thoughts about that subject. But, my point is I had to get rid of things and I I started realizing how much stuff I had. And and I had to accept that a lot of that was my fault. Um, I was the person who it was safe to give things to. I mean, I was the person who, when someone else decluttered, they thought, what am I going to do with this? (gasps) Dana will take it. She'll take anything because I loved stuff. I, I just, I, I love backstory. I love possibilities. I I just was that person who they would say, look, look at this thing that you look at and you go, I don't know what that is. But then they tell me, oh, well, it's a really cool such and such from whatever country that I traveled to when I was, you know, a backpacker in my you know, back in the 1960s, or I don't know, I'm just making all this up. But the point is, I loved those stories. And so I would think about those stories. And I would think, Oh, that's such a great story. And Oh, I see the value in this item, because I love the story, or I love the possibilities. Oh, my goodness, I had so many delusions that I was the craftiest person in the world. Actually, not that I was the craftiest person, but that I was going to be the craftiest person someday. So I sure better keep all this stuff for when that day gets here. Um, Ideas and possibilities and all that kind of stuff. I just, that's me. That's my personality. And so I did see the value in things. So other people appreciated that they had a place to dump their stuff where someone was going to appreciate it. Someone was going to think it was really cool to have this item that they didn't want in their own home, which we're going to get to that little, um, detail here in just a little bit, but, um, I did see the value. So most of this was my responsibility. Okay. I mean, it, it was, it was my fault. Now that's not always the case, but for me, I had to accept that personal responsibility that, you know, even though I look and I go, why do I even have this? why did somebody dump this on me? Well, it's because I took it from them. It's because I, you know, I was that person who was the theater arts teacher. And so, well, surely I'll be able to use it as a prop someday. So I sure better take it. Or, oh, Dana does all kinds of fun, crazy stuff with her kids. So I bet you she could find a way to use this, even though that person couldn't find a way. But Dana could find a way. She's creative. She's um, whatever, you know. So a lot of that was my fault in that, I was that person. Okay. Um, but I will say, and we're going to talk here in a little bit more about these kinds of things, but I will say that people do learn over time. And I know this to stop giving you stuff. I am no longer that person that people automatically think of. Part of that is because I'm Noni the Slob and I have a blog about decluttering and everybody knows all my issues, like the whole entire world, it feels like sometimes, but, um, But part of that is just because they have seen me working hard on my home. They've seen the people who were the ones who gave me stuff all the time, they've seen me improve my home over the past five years. They've seen that I've gotten rid of so many things of my own. I don't keep things for every possibility that might um, occur anymore. So they're less likely to dump things on me. In fact, to the point where I start to feel a little bit guilty, because you know, I have some really amazing family members who will say, Well, I was afraid to give you that because I, I I didn't know if you would want it. And I think, well, I actually did want that. <laughs> but um but we we try to be open about it. And, you know, they call me now and say, hey, do you want this or not? And I usually say no, but sometimes I do say yes. I do want that. Um but people will eventually stop seeing you as the dumping ground as they see you actively decluttering. So the key is don't be the safe place for everybody else's stuff. Okay. And part of that is accepting the need to have less stuff and kind of stopping that flow of clutter. Because that was, it was kind of like, you know, the, the river's flowing really, really fast. And then you have to, is your, okay, I'm so not a science person as I'm trying to do this analogy. But my point is if the water's flowing, you know, it's really, really difficult to stop that flow of water. But one of the keys is, I'm sorry, I'm so distracted because my puppy is on the trampoline outside jumping all by herself, which just absolutely cracks me up. But anyway, random thought, I'm going to go back to what I was talking about. So, um, but stopping that flow of stuff, it's not just about decluttering and getting stuff out. It's also about stopping the flow of stuff that's coming into your home, which for me was a huge shift to say, okay. and, And that was easier for me to not take new stuff because I was getting rid of old stuff and I was actively being ruthless in my own home, which made me look at every item that came in differently. Okay. And that was something that, that grew over time. Okay, here's another thing and this is kind of a difficult one. Um I am 40, getting super close to 41 now. And if you want to say I don't look 40, that means that we're we'll be great friends. Um but I'm 40. And yet, I still find myself many times thinking that I'm not a grown up. I mean, there are plenty of times where I feel like a grown up and I you know, I am a grown up and I, I do all the grown up things, but I still have those moments where I I feel like there's no way I'm forty. There's no way I have a kid who's about to be a teenager. There's no way that you know, but then I think, wait a minute, I am a grown up. I have a mortgage, I have cars, you know, like more than one. Um I have responsibilities. There are plenty of things in life that absolutely stop at me, okay? I, I'm a grown-up. My husband and I, are we're grown-up people. He's almost 50, but anyway. We are grown-ups, but as goofy as that sounds to have to tell myself that, um, I think it's very normal for everybody because I talk to other people about it. I think it's really normal to find yourself in certain situations where you forget that you're a grown-up you know, certain situations where I just, you know, revert to being a child in, you know, in my dependence on someone else to make a decision or someone else to, you know, tell me what to do. And instead to realize, wait a minute, I'm a grown up. This is my home. If I have a mortgage, it's a real house. This is not a college apartment where, oh, okay, we're just getting by on whatever. No, it, it's my house. And so even though my furniture half of it is used and came from family members, I still have to say, well, then if that's what I have, then I have that furniture because we need it. Not because, oh, well, I have to take this because I'm a kid and I just better be grateful for whatever I get. No, we have this couch because we like it, even though it came from a family member. We like it and it's worth it to us to make this choice. But that doesn't mean that I take somebody else's couch and then keep the old one that I had. Okay, so I'm going to just tell you this because I am fairly certain, and I could get in really big trouble for this. I am fairly certain that the person involved in the story I'm about to tell doesn't even know what a podcast is. And even if this person did, they would never know how to listen to one. Okay. So just last week, I think it was, my husband and I were talking about something. We were given a couch when we got married. Now I lived overseas until 20 days before our wedding. So my husband had chosen the apartment completely on his own. He had already moved in to the apartment. Um, so he lived there before, um, you know, before I even came back to the U S and so, Um, he was given a couch. Well, we kept that couch for two years. I bought a couch cover. Um, I'm going to be very honest and tell you, it was a, it was a dog ugly couch. Okay. Um, Someone else had, not that dogs are ugly, but whatever. Anyway, someone else had gotten rid of it and gotten a really nice new couch for their home. And they had given us the ugly one because we were the newlyweds and that was perfectly fine. It it really was. We were newlyweds in an apartment. We had a couch that was significantly too large for the space that we had, but we had a couch and that was fine. And I was fine with that. But when two years later, when we were moving into our new home, like grownups do when they buy a home, um, when it came time to move, the most logical thing in the world to me was to get rid of that couch because I wasn't going to put it in my new house. And so I was going to buy new furniture like people do when they're grownups and they get a new house. I was going to buy new furniture. And so we didn't move that couch. In fact, there just happened to be a church garage sale going on. And I donated that couch to that church garage sale. Well, now here we are 13 years later, and I find out that there was some significant resentment toward that action. You see how politically correct I'm being? Toward that action of giving away a couch, which I don't even call giving it away. I call it donating. Donating to a good cause, a couch that was given to us that somebody else didn't want when they purchased new furniture that they did want. There was some real resentment toward that. Now, as I kind of went go back to that whole, my personality helps a little bit, um, I don't like being told what to do, and some, usually people kind of get that vibe from me, and so I never even knew about this for 13 years. I didn't know that there was some resentment toward that, toward us having donated a couch that was given to us, but let's just all be logical here, okay? I mean, the, the guilt, I, I get it, and I get the, oh my goodness, that was that... And yet when the couch, I mean, when you stop and think about it, it makes no sense. Like why should someone be obligated to move a couch when they're already having to rent a moving truck to be able to get their stuff two and a half hours away? Why would they fill probably like a quarter of that moving truck with something they don't want and that they're going to replace. Like what's, what's the point of that? And where would we have put this like legitimately hideous, humongous, heavy piece of furniture in our new home? I mean, it, the logic isn't there and yet the emotions come up. And so, looking at it as logic instead of looking at it emotionally and going, wait a minute, this person didn't want it in their house. So, why do I have to, like, I mean, the albatross around your neck? I mean, for real, this is like an actual physical thing that is put upon us as guilt. I mean, there. It doesn't make sense when you stop and think about it and you go, wait a minute, this person didn't want it in their house. If they thought this thing had that much value, then they should have kept it and kept it in their own house. Okay. But what was said was you don't give away something that was given to you. Yes, you do. You can tell them Noni said it. I know I'm just bring on the haters, but let me just tell you, you don't have to keep something simply because it was given to you. Okay, I'm giving you that permission. I know it's controversial. It's not controversial in the world. It's only controversial within personal relationships. But let's just all get real here, okay? Um, if you don't have room for it, then uh, yeah, okay. And and I think a lot of that goes down to being a grown up and accepting that you're a grown up, um, because that becomes a not that I'm revealing any identities, but that becomes a a parent-child issue, you know, I mean, that that's what we're talking about here. It's a parent-child issue where that relationship is still being viewed as a parent-child relationship when it's not anymore. Not that somebody ever stops being a parent, but the relationship absolutely changes because now the child is a parent and a homeowner and that's when you have to make decisions as a parent and as a homeowner and as someone who is creating a home of his or her own. I've been I hope I've been ambiguous enough, but anyway. Okay. Here's another strategy, okay? So and a lot of these are just mindset issues. You know, being a grown-up, don't be the safe place for everybody else's stuff, you know, changing that, changing that flow of stuff in your home. And then another thing is just being honest. Um, I think that's been my biggest advantage is that I am Noni the Slob. And so I am honest. I didn't ever want to be honest. God has brought me to this crazy place where my deep, dark secret is the thing I have to, you know, people, everybody knows about me, my town, I, I never know who knows who doesn't know about my website, which is also my deep, dark secret. But I have realized that there is great freedom and honesty. Now, I do not mean that you go around saying, well, <laughs> I'm a slob, so <laughs> I can't take that. No, what I mean is being honest and saying, I have realized I can't handle the amount of stuff I once thought I could handle or the amount of stuff that I once thought I needed. Just saying that to people. Hey, i I'm so sorry. I can't take that because I, you know, I, I just, I've realized I can't handle as much stuff in my home. You know, I've realized my house stays under better control when I have less stuff in it. Just being honest, because usually people don't know what to, stay, to say to that because they can't argue with it generally. Okay. I'm going to give you a little, um, script here in a minute that will help you in some of these situations. But, um, if people know that you struggle to keep your house under control, which I'm not making any assumptions about you. But if they know that about you, which I mean, let's be honest, most people know to some degree, people knew that about me, but I always hoped that they didn't know how bad it actually was, which most of them have said, I didn't know it was that bad. Because I, you know, I tried to keep it hidden. And I just didn't let people in my house when it was that bad and all that. But if people know that messiness is a struggle for you, then you being open and honest and not saying, can you help me? But instead just saying, you know what? I've realized the less stuff I have, the more I can keep my house under control. So I just can't take that. Um, or I've just got to get rid of that. Um, because I'm I'm sorry, I just, I can't have all this stuff in my house and I wasn't actually using it. There are people who are still going to argue with that, but realistically, there's nothing to argue with that. If you can't handle it in your house, then it needs to go. Um, sometimes their main reason, someone else's main reason for not wanting you to get rid of something is that you were the reason they didn't have to feel guilty? That's their problem, not mine. I, I mean, that's great that they were able to feel that way, and I used to like being that person. But I can't worry about that for them. You know that that's not my. I mean, irrational clutter guilt. I can only handle my own irrational clutter guilt, not somebody else's. Um. Let's see. Okay, I'm going to read you my script now. Now, this comes from "Drowning in Clutter," which is an ebook that I have. Uh, it's five dollars. It's available on Amazon for the Kindle. It's also available in a PDF, which you can print out. Uh, but this is a script that I wrote. This is a phone call script of how it might go when you call someone and you ask them if they need. Uh, and you anyway, just listen to the script, okay? <clears throat> hey how are you cousin Rosa? well i'm great actually i was just about to call you i'm cleaning out a closet and i have got a pile of stuff i'm gonna bring over to you next weekend oh um well do you remember that dress i made for your second grade christmas program the one with the big red bow and the plaid bloomers i was so excited when i found it because i knew you would love to have it <gasps> Maybe Madison could wear it when she's that age. Uh, but it does have quite a few moth holes. Well, I'm sure there's enough for a quilt square or two. <laughs> I've heard you say you wanted to learn to quilt. Yes, I remember I stayed up all night making that dress for you. Um, <laughs> during a blizzard. Oh, um, and the heater, it just flat stopped working. <laughs> um, oh. Oh. But I kept right on sewing. But we can reminisce later, you know, when I bring all this stuff to you. What would you need, hon? Well, it's it's funny that you found that dress, because I, I was actually calling to see if you wanted that box of my baby toys back. So, well, I thought you wanted those. You seemed excited when we found them in the attic. I, I was it was so fun to see them, but I've realized I just don't have a place for them. Well, what about putting them? uh, Okay. I'll be honest. Um, I've, I've realized I can't handle the amount of stuff that I have in my house. I'm really trying to get rid of things and I'm trying to be ruthless. You know how my house is messy more often than it's clean. Well, of course I have. Anyway, in an effort to keep things under control, I'm purging big time. You know, they do make closet systems and clear plastic tubs that can help you be more organized. (laughs) Right. Um, But I believe that I, I just need to have less stuff. I could help you. That's fine. Or not. But I'm still getting rid of things. Do you want the toys? No. Okay, great. Thank you so much for understanding. Really, you're actually going to throw them away. I'll probably donate them, but I, I have to get rid of them. Or would you like me to bring them to you the next time we're there? No, I really don't have the space for stuff like that. <sighs> right. <laughs> I love you. Mm-hmm. You too. Bye. End of scene. Okay. So your conversation might go like that, or it might actually go like this, or you just don't even have to call. If it's at the bottom of a closet, they're never going to know you pitched it. And you know, sometimes it's better to ask forgiveness than permission. I didn't say that. Yes, I did. Anyway, okay. So, uh, so what about this conversation? This is a possible one too. <clears throat> hey, how are you, cousin Menrosa? Well, I'm just great. How are you? I, I'm good. Um, I'm I'm doing some decluttering and. I've realized I just don't have a place for that box of my childhood toys that you gave me. Would you like them back or should I donate them? Oh, honey, I don't want those back. I was surprised you even wanted to keep them. Just throw them away or donate them or whatever. I definitely don't want them back in my house. And end of scene. Okay. So that is, um, fairly, uh, realistic for some people. Um, I think that a lot of times, and this is not always true as evidenced by the ugly couch story, but sometimes it's possible to imagine that someone else is going to be more upset than they actually are. Um, there are a lot of people in my life who are extremely realistic and who they don't care if I get rid of it. They just gave it to me because they knew I would like it. But instead, um, it's become this thing where i feel guilty because oh but they had this great thing happen and this is a great memory for them but it's not for me and then i find out they don't care it, they didn't want it in their house and most people are fairly fairly realistic they're the people who decluttered in the first place okay all right and the last thing i'm going to talk about here is um passing on clutter guilt okay i've already hit the 30 minute mark but i think this is really important I have a, a post that I shared, which is kind of the thing that got me thinking about doing this podcast, but a very old post where I um, got rid of my Cabbage Patch doll from when I was a kid. Now, I mean, the Cabbage Patch doll, if you were a child of the 80s, you know what a big deal Cabbage Patch dolls were. I mean, this was the era when parents would sleep all night out of a, outside of a store that they had heard might get a shipment the next day. I mean, it was a really big deal, these Cabbage Patch dolls. Um, so I, my parents didn't do things like sh- sleep outside of a store all night, just like I wouldn't do that either. But, uh, my parents didn't do things like that. And so the fact that I got one from my aunt was a huge big deal. I loved that Cabbage Patch doll. Her name was Carlina Emmy. And I, I loved that thing. And I wanted my daughter to love it too. But as we were going through her room, and she was like, ah, yeah. And I mean, this is my daughter who gets super attached to a lot of different stuff. Yeah, we'll just donate that. And I thought, oh my goodness, I really want to tell her the big long story of why she should not donate that because, I mean, um, yeah. Uh, well, I had to get over that because it's one of my goals to make sure I don't pass on clutter guilt to my children. I think as a mom, it's really super easy for me to say, I want to make sure that my kids know that stuff is not what's important. People and relationships and living in harmony, all that's what's important. And I I I say all those things, but then when it comes down to an actual item that my kid wants to get rid of, that I have a personal attachment to, and that I had dreamed my whole life my child would have a personal attachment to, all of a sudden it it becomes reality. And I think, wait a minute, and I want to, I want to put that guilt on her that I don't want anyone else putting on me. And so I realize, okay, well, I need to get over it and just let her donate that instead of teaching her to feel clutter guilt. I don't want to be the one who does that. Um now the good news on that cuz I'm telling you some people got worked up over that post not this time when I posted it but they have in the past like horror that I would get rid of that cabbage patch doll but to me it's that ripping off a band-aid thing of saying I refuse to pass this clutter guilt down to my children um but I got rid of it oh okay so I posted that and it was still in the donate box when my aunt Texted me, who gave it to me back when I was in second grade, and said, um, Hey, would you bring that to me next time you see me? And I said, Sure, absolutely. And actually, now my daughter plays with it when she's up at the lake house where it's kept. So it didn't end up going away, but it's not in my house as clutter anymore. And I also believe that even though we ended up keeping it, just that simple lesson that my daughter didn't even realize she was learning that her mom was not going to place clutter guilt on her. Um, was an important lesson for me to teach. Um, Okay, so there's a lot of stuff that happens that way. Uh, My kids, you know, some of this just comes naturally. I had bought my kids several years ago. I thought I got the best gift in the world when I got them video game chairs. And I thought this is going to be great. And then I just realized about eight months later that they were shoved in a corner that my kids never used them. And it made me realize that I needed to get rid of them. And so I asked my kids about them and they said, yeah, mom, we just, we just, you know, I didn't want to hurt your feelings because I know that you gave those to us. Well, some of that just comes naturally. Just assuming that you're going to hurt someone else's feelings by giving something away or donating something that was given to you by them when I don't want my kids to feel that. And that wasn't the truth, even though I did have a pang of, wow, I thought that was going to be a perfect gift. And it wasn't, but I didn't, it wasn't hurting my feelings that they didn't want them anymore. Uh, But that just comes naturally to everybody. Um, Another little tidbit here is a couple weeks ago, my daughter who's eight went down memory road. I mean, she just got sentimental and she was asking me, mom, do you remember that jacket? That I had when we used to go to Bible study before I was in school and I would wear that jacket and my teacher would always say how much she loved it. And I was sitting there thinking, I don't know what jacket you are talking about. Um, do you remember? And then she just named off all these things she had, had, like clothes and um a little blanket and just all this different stuff she had when she was little. And don't you remember that, Mom? And I didn't remember it at all. Um but I could have focused on that and said, oh, my goodness, I can't believe I got rid of this stuff. But the truth was the next day she was over it. I mean, she came home. She dug through different places where I said, well, if we still had it, it might be here. Um, She dug through some places, didn't find it, went, oh, I wish I could see all my clothes from when I was a baby. Well, we've got a few outfits that you can look at and go ooh and ah over. But the next day she was fine, and she hasn't mentioned it again since then. So sometimes those memories do come back. And we think, oh, I wish I still had that, but it doesn't last. It's not like life is over because of that. And that's where I feel one of the things that I have done over time is I have created a culture of decluttering in our home, and um, my kids' irrational attachments to specific items has decreased as they've seen me not get sentimentally attached to items. Like when they see me throw things away, when they see me see me say stuff like, Huh, I don't need this anymore. I'm gonna go stick it in the donate box. Then that becomes what's normal in our home. And my kids are so much better at doing that than they used to be when I was so attached to everything. Okay. So that's clutter guilt and podcast number thirty nine, go to a slobcomesclean.com slash podcasts with an S to um get the show notes for this and don't forget if you are listening to this in real time today is october 17th the um, giveaway sponsored by extra space storage which is really hard to say for some reason extra space storage um that is for a 500 hundred dollar home depot gift card uh, that's linked to on there it goes for another week all you have to do is take a picture of a decluttered space no before pictures necessary so it can be your whatever space in your home that you are proud that you have decluttered, take a picture, post it to social media, following the guidelines that are there in that post and enter to win a $500 Home Depot gift card. You could buy a dishwasher. I'm pretty sure. I'm actually not sure, but you could at least buy a lot of a dishwasher for that amount of money. I mean, that is mm, how exciting. So anyway, uh, make sure that you go listen to that and thank you, or that you go check that post out and thank you so much for listening. Bye-bye.